here. Welcome back to Spellcast with Maggie and Abby. What's today's word, Maggie? Columbia. And what do you think Columbia means? I think it has something to do with the United States. You are absolutely right. Can I put on my historian hat for a second? Sure. Actually, before we do that, can I say one thing about our podcast? And that is, we have been trying to record almost every day since we started Spellcast, but we're going to be stepping back a little bit and recording every other day or so going forward so that we can do more work of making our podcast even more informative. So podcasts might get a little bit longer, but hopefully they'll also be a little bit better. Okay, so back to Columbia and my historian hat, which is awesome. Thank you very much. So can I tell you a little bit about the word Columbia and how it relates to the United States? Sure. Now, the definition in the dictionary seems to indicate that Columbia and United States are synonyms, but that's not exactly true. Columbia was first used to mean the United States, we think, by a poet named Phyllis Wheatley. Do you know who Phyllis Wheatley is? Uh, wasn't she like this African-American poet? That's right, during the American Revolution. And she wrote this poem called His Excellency General Washington, about George Washington, in which she depicts the United States as this beautiful woman who is powerful and is benevolent and compassionate. And since that time... The word Columbia has been a symbol of American virtue and progress. And Columbia as a symbol appears in everything from things about the American Revolution to the War of 1812 to the Spanish-American War to World War I and World War II, often in political cartoons or visual depictions of the United States. And I showed you a few of these pictures. So in those pictures, what does Columbia look like? She has a white flowy dress like a Greek goddess. She has, she always has the flag somewhere in your, on her. And she has a weird hat, usually. And sometimes armors, armor and shields and other symbols of the United States. That's right. So Columbia, most historians think, is a distinctively American deity. Of course, we don't mean deity in the sense that anyone worships Columbia, But she's not just an American version of a Greek or a Roman goddess. Although sometimes she's depicted as being like one of those, like in the armor one, for instance, she's supposed to look kind of like Minerva, the Roman goddess of war. But she's meant to be American, so she always has the flag. Sometimes she has what's called the Phrygian cap, that's the weird hat. And that's a symbol of liberty, which we kind of borrowed from the French Revolution, although it's more complicated than that. And so she's meant to be this symbol of progress, which harkens back to classical definitions of progress, like from the Greeks and the Roman civilization. By the way, if you want to see some of the depictions of Columbia that we were just talking about, you can go to the Library of Congress website. They have a huge number of depictions of Columbia. We'll link to a few in our show notes, but there's a lot more. So one of the most famous depictions of Columbia is in a painting by John Gast in 1872. It's called American Progress. Technically, the woman in the painting is Progress, but most people think of her as Columbia. In the painting, she is depicted as bringing the telegraph to the West 
and helping westward expansion. And people think of her as being a representation of Manifest Destiny. Do you know what Manifest Destiny is? No. Manifest Destiny is this belief that developed in the mid-19th century that Americans had a God-given right and even obligation to spread American um, ethics and morals and, most importantly, people across the entire continent of the United States, no matter who was in their way. Of course, this led to the Mexican-American War and to Indian removal. So Manifest Destiny is a complicated and not entirely good thing, but it's a very common belief in the 19th century that people still think of as a good thing today. So expansionism and the progress of white America is a theme that Columbia often appears alongside. So if we fast forward a little bit to the 20th century, it's not surprising that the first space shuttle in 1981, the very first form of reusable manned spaceflight, is also called the Columbia. So not only is the United States expanding across the continent, but also into the cosmos. T-minus 10 seconds. Nine, eight, seven. Go from eight engines. Start six, five, four, three, two, one. And liftoff of Space Shuttle Columbia on a mission expanding our knowledge and understanding of the human nervous system. Roger roll, Columbia. Columbia into the roll, placing the shuttle in a heads down, wings level position for the eight and a half minute ride to orbit. herself is named for another person associated with American history. Columbus! And why do you suppose in the first days of the American Revolution and then after as well, Americans would rather think of Columbus as their forefather or their symbol of virtue rather than the British people who were actually responsible for the creation of the 13 colonies that became the United States? Columbus wasn't British. British are bad and dumb. Yeah, if you are American, American. at that time. So because no <laughs> exactly, so because people in the United States weren't feeling particularly benevolent or charitable towards the British, they pick up on Columbus as being their sort of virtuous forefather. So when Columbus became the forefather, that people wanted to focus on, they started naming things after him. Some of them are named actually Columbus, but a lot of them are named Columbia, and some of those places are actually the second definition of the word Columbia in the dictionary. So, can you tell me some of those definitions? The second definition is a plant city in central Maryland between Baltimore and Washington, D.C., like that? Yeah. The District of Columbia, for instance... Another one is a river in southwestern Canada in the northwestern part of the United States, rising in southeastern British Columbia and flowing south and west into the Pacific, so the Columbia River, which was explored by Lewis and Clark. 
Another one is a city north of Jefferson City in central Missouri. Another one, sort of close to my heart, is a city on the Congaree River in west central South Carolina, which happens to be the capital of South Carolina. And lastly, but not leastly, and this is a non-exhaustive list, a city in central Tennessee, south-southwest of Nashville. So Columbia has had a wide influence in the United States, not just as a symbol, but now as a bunch of different places. So Maggie, do you think you can spell the word Columbia? C-O-L-U-M-B-I-A. That sounds right to me. Join us next time when we talk about the word Commodore. Commodore.